Hello everyone and welcome to Avantika Designering Series or ADS as we like to call it. Every week on Wednesday, we feature design and technology leaders who share their professional journey, their thoughts on their domain of work and designering where the world of design and engineering meet. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show. We have learned to love technology in such a way that it has become an inevitable part of our daily life. As much as we think about the cons of it, we cannot help but just go without interacting with it in a day. In the end, technology has always been a savior and has helped us to do monotonous tasks in a simpler and efficient manner. How can we not live without it? How did we come about this devotion towards technology? Over the years, tech enthusiasts have worked towards making our interaction with technology an effortless element for us. And today we have with us a person who has brought the best elements from the world of engineering to the people. Added with a pinch of design, making himself a true designer. Tejas Vyas. He works with Big Basket as the head of product, growth and design. He comes from a background of computer science where he has mastered the art of writing code. With the meticulous eye for details while developing a product, his mind for strong analytics have always given a result of the perfect blend of design and engineering. Knowing this, we thought of learning about his take on delivering innovation at the doorstep. So hi Tejas, welcome to Avantika Designering Series. Thank you so much for joining us on our show. Thank you so much, Rohit, for calling me over. Uh, it's a pleasure here to be interacting with everyone. Um, I'm I look forward to this uh, great conversation for the next few next thirty minutes or so. Great. Um, so Tejas, before we kickstart our conversation on technology, design, and other aspects. Um, you know, recently I was reading Hari Menon's uh, post on Twitter uh, that you also reshared about challenges that Big Basket has been facing with the issues of slots and refunds. Uh, we wanted to know how it is to function inside uh, a company, Big Basket, uh, you know, in such unforeseen circumstances that keep shifting. Right. Uh, we we are the market leader in online grocery. And uh, one of the reasons we have been uh, a leader all over the years, uh, I would say seven, eight years, as be the primary reason has been we have been uh, way ahead of the curve in our innovation, in the way we design solutions. Our supply chains have been primed to be probably the best in the industry. At least that's what the numbers show internally. Uh, so we have always been agile in that manner. And uh, uh, we keep trying to innovate at all points in time. And that is something which is ingrained in the way we work in our culture. Uh, so when uh, 
this huge disruption happened sometime in March. Um, uh, we were also caught off balance, but we were able to scale to say 20 to 30 percent uh, of the unforeseen demand that uh, just came through in the early days. Uh, what af- happened after that uh, was completely unprecedented for us. Uh, well, two things, uh, the huge demand surge uh, versus, uh, you know, losing a lot of manpower due to the lockdown uh, put us in a very tough spot. And uh, uh, our leadership stepped in and we bought in a huge uh, amount of agility in the way we function post that. Um, uh, uh, we already were doing that, as I mentioned before, but it needed a lot of depth for every problem that we had to solve for. And we had to do that in a matter of hours and days. So uh, while we are attuned to doing working in that particular way, uh, it did take us to the very next level of uh, agility and speed. Um, but I'm glad that uh, we have been able to solve all the problems that most of our customers faced. Uh, in most of our cities, in fact, we there's a better slot availability for most of our customers. And we are still improving and ramping up our capacity. So great learning times for us, Rohit. So Tejas, I would like to take this opportunity to congratulate all Big Basket rock stars for delivering rosies during the lockdown situation. In fact, kudos to all of you for um, helping your customers and everyone receive groceries in, in these challenging times. So so thank you for that. Yes, uh, you rightly highlighted the rock stars who are out there, uh, uh, you know, delivering stuff, picking stuff. Also, the rock stars are not just the front phase in terms of the delivery. They are also the pickers and the stackers in our warehouses who have to still do this on an everyday basis despite uh, the uncertain times. Uh, also, uh, completely agree with you. Uh, I think more than me or anyone, I think uh, 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 all credit goes to them. They stood up to the occasion and, um, you know, we are very thankful to them. We are where we are today, primarily because of them. So, Tejas, one of the, you know, things that you mentioned uh, while you were talking about the current situation was, um, you know, agility uh, in, in the current landscape. So my question is, how do you keep your product functioning, design happening for such such a flexible and agile landscape? Uh, so let me break uh, our the way we function into three parts. Uh, 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 primarily, uh, we start off with the core uh, design side of the whole solutioning uh, in how we break it up in, in uh, the why, the what and the how. Uh, every problem that comes through, we first try to understand the why. And the why has to be framed in the most concise, the most precise uh, manner. Uh, this is the whole design part, I would say, to understand the core problem and get to the bottom of it. Uh, at scale or at any problem uh, that you foresee uh, or you hear at any point in time, there is lack of clarity in the real problem at hand. And it takes a lot of questioning to get there. It takes a lot of understanding to reach the bottom to, to the bottom of the problem. We use the word, let's get to the bottom of it. It all derives from that. So to understand the problem and to understand the data points in that problem is the core why. Once we understand the why, we move to the solution approaches in what we call the what of the problem. And at this stage in time, uh, the lesser talked about in terms of the execution, the better, because at this point in time, we look at the best solution that could evolve. Uh, typically, uh, there are two to three solutions which are effective solutions, I would call out. 
uh, that stand out uh, in the ward and then picking the one which stands out as the best one looking at various constraints various pros and cons is the next step picking that one and then uh, evolving to the how is the execution piece of the whole design process uh, the whole uh, process now uh, when we take the why the what and the how together and completely compress into uh, into into hours or days uh, you know not more than a week i would say that is where the agility comes in uh, if you look at uh, uh, organizations at scale what typically happens is just getting to the why takes weeks getting to the what takes another month and then the the how takes uh, maybe four months five months now what we are trying to do is getting the why and the what and compress it into the into say day, you're talking of hours or days and then really get into an effective solutioning of the problem in the how and driving that at a breakneck speed uh, that is my definition of agility rohit um hope uh, hope if there are any questions i'm happy to answer uh, on this front so i'm sure that in in you know ensuring that your product keeps functioning you all have been working round the clock from home uh but from you know from from the big basket journey i want to first uh, step into your story so from tcs to launching the first indian browser to being an entrepreneur and now here uh, at big basket how did you how did you land into this big basket share your professional journey with us uh the thanks for the question rohit uh, uh so let me uh, let me just start off say maybe from uh, the time i graduated from uh, uh, my engineering and uh, i i always wanted to in a sense always get into something which is uh, which gives me a sense of comfort uh, something impactful and purposeful uh, uh, something of purpose something where i could learn on the job um so i i wanted to uh, get into academics i got into the uh, I, i got into a phd program for that matter and then that translated into you know me doing a thesis in masters and kind of coming back to start off in india uh and when i came into india i started off with the tcs i had to pay off some bank loans for my previous education and uh, for my masters uh since then um, i've been looking to uh, you know this was 2005 since then i've been i was looking to get into a startup and sometime around 2007 um i found someone who shared my vision of starting up um uh, he was an american entrepreneur looking to build some fantastic consumer internet products um and we started uh, in, into this journey together uh, i was more the technical uh, i was playing more of the technical side of the entire uh, startup uh, it was called hidden reflex and uh that's when the journey started uh, it it was it's been great uh, we built two products building an indian browser uh which was called epic browser we launched it around 2009 2010 uh, also launched a news aggregator and you have few news aggregators in the market today so uh, one learning from that and as, as always we failed uh, at these two products and great there were a lot of learnings in this journey um uh first i took the failure you know i i i internalized it it was part of it and uh, uh, the learning was in the form of uh, ensuring that your product always uh, fits with the with the market uh, everyone would have heard the term of product market fit so we failed at that we were too early in the journey at times 
and also there were times when we actually developed a good product but we could we did not have the funding attached to it so this is this is part and parcel of a regular startup so at some point you know when the product did not get enough traction i was back in the market trying to look for the next big impact or purpose where i could add value um i took a sabbatical and you know uh, went on a trek and travel and got my uh, got my mind got my head sorted uh, it was a good uh, a self uh, it was a great phase for self discovery uh, and then big basket happened i was while i was on a free, uh, doing some freelancing um with a few companies uh, uh big basket was just starting up and i met the founders and um i really uh, you know i really liked the way they uh, they interacted with me and i think their vision i internalized that vision it was great uh, talking to them in that very small office in indranagar in bangalore and that's when the journey started it uh, i've been one of the early employees there and since then it's been a great journey uh, i'm i'm still as i would say an intrapreneur within big basket uh, uh, it's been it's been a fantastic journey rohit that's that's exciting having uh, been an entrepreneur in past myself i can relate to some of the things um, that you mentioned and the challenges that entrepreneurs face in fact they just while um, you know researching about you i came across an interesting point um, uh, you know uh, that that you also mentioned somewhere which was that as a project as as a product manager you have to don many hats uh, that of a a scientist a strategist a artist a salesperson uh my point is that how do you think this alienates the sense of clarity towards towards your thoughts i mean how do you manage to make decisions having so many possible conflicting personalities within you uh very tough question but let me answer that rohit uh, uh, uh so what uh, i look at it as uh, as a race horse a race horse has a single minded focus to hit the goal and it's up straight up ahead and it is an absolute focus and vision towards getting to the goal uh, but there are a lot of hurdles along the path and on the way uh, each of these hurdles are manifested in the form of constraints that or or problems or problem statements uh, that could come from a business side from a from a strategic side from a technology side as long as one's focus is towards the goal and vision i see them as accelerators or uh, something adding to the core clarity of the whole problem solutioning and yet trying to hit the goal that uh, one should be undeterred towards absolute single focused vision um taking aggregating a lot of these um areas of focus and getting into a clear zone where you can solve for each of these hats where you can don each of these hats and yet achieve the goal uh i don't know if i was as clear uh, but that, that's that's the analogy that i i put myself under in um without any uh, without losing uh, the sense of focus and the the goal uh, looking at the goal i uh, it will become incredibly hard i'm 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 sure that that's quite some juggling at your end in fact tejas the other thing that you know i i also discovered about you that you've been recommended um, and you know celebrated for your strong analytical skills technically you've been very sound but where did this angle of design actually enter into your career so uh, uh, i would uh, incorporate 
uh, i would call that as an incorporation of the understanding of the why uh, for me design falls under a broad gamut of looking at a problem understanding the problem statement and solving it looking at all the facets that get attached to it and this manifests itself in the form of looking at a at a, a business problem at a user experience problem at a technology problem um understanding human behaviors at each and every stage so aggregating all of these is what i i put under the a rectangle or a box called design and that's my definition so and that is what i think is the real why once we are able to understand and aggregate all of this uh it automatically gets incorporated as part of a pro, uh, as part of what we call product management so i, I would actually put uh, product design all as part under the same umbrella uh, uh, that's how i would look at it uh, rohit so so while you mentioned this stages one of the other interesting elements is that there's a myth that product manager is nothing but an ex- an, an extension of a user experience designer do you think this myth or there is any kind of truth surrounding uh, this this entire thing good question i would say uh, a user experience uh, the user experience aspect of what we call product management is a very key part of facet to the whole umbrella and if you look at it a, a design always evolves looking at how a user is behaving and that's an interface to the whole problem uh, if you break it up there is a uh, there is a human interacting with the system and the way you design the interface is is paramount what happens beneath the hood is also in a way a design it's not necessarily a user experience design but it's the algorithm aspect of it and then there is the whole technology chugging underneath in trying to solve it and, and optimize it with all these deep netted uh, 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 queues and uh, databases and servers underneath so if you look at this whole problem a user experience is a very very key part of this whole problem solution and the product manager essentially dons the business hat he also dons a user experience hat and all these other hats at this at the same point in time trying to aggregate these so yes yes and uh, yes and no uh, product manager is an extension of a user experience designer but a product manager is also an extension of a sales person uh, a technology person and so on and so forth in fact this is in in all your um, answers that you've been sharing one very interesting element that you've been bringing in consistently is asking why and uh, you know that's that's where i thought of this next question that i see a lot of young designers who tend to move towards solutioning at times i mean the minute they receive a project they move towards creating solutions creating answers how important do you think is to identify the problem itself uh, and then move upward in the process this uh, this question is very important for for young listeners and my response to them and this is one of my biggest learning uh, rohit in my career uh, let me even explain that uh, my earlier in my earlier startup uh, i used to be one of those guys who would just hear a problem and start quickly solutioning it out and even coding it out and putting it at, uh, getting it out live and my learning through my entire life and through my startups and my entire journey has been that uh, what happens a lot of times is 
you build something you invest a lot of effort into the solutioning it and you when you later realize that the problem that you're trying to solve is actually not the one that uh, you solved for it's actually something else and all that effort all that uh, you know time that was spent thinking has effectively gone for a zero uh, for zero there is there's no output out of that so uh, my my humble request to all the listeners uh, and the younger generation is to actually spend some quality amount of time trying to understand and actually jot it down uh, the more you write down the problem statement in the in a crisp uh, three bullet i call it the two pager methodology which means your uh you should be able to effectively enunciate the problem in two bullets and that should fit within a small window which can be taken as a screenshot right so you effectively should be able to write uh, your problem statement in two sentences clearly explaining the problem and this problem uh, reaching to this level of clarity of the why will need a lot of deeper understanding with the help of data with the number of with the help of numbers trying to see trying to do a much deeper analysis to get to that so uh, only then you'll be able to solve the problem that you actually started off getting into the solution is actually in my view a waste of time because you will realize and you will learn in your career that what you will build is not what the users actually asked for it needs a lot of understanding the problem a lot of going and asking your customers asking your users to get the real why i think that's a very thoughtful um uh, you know answer uh, i was in fact going to ask you how do you avoid it and 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 uh, you know you way beautifully laid that down so my my other question from um, you know understanding these solutioning um, and getting in depth of problem one of the other observation especially in the current short term future we expect digital transformation to be a very uh, big imperative for all all organization but do you think digital transformation is about talent and not technology let me first answer the term transformation the way i look at it is uh, uh, you know i'll always break it up into what we call a fixed transformation approach and a growth transformation approach the older world where things should be the way they should be is what i call the fixed transformation and any adaptability to change becomes an inherent problem the growth transformation is something that you solution it you think you transform yourself but at the same time you are open to feedback you keep adapting and evolving after you gather feedback there is a feedback loop always and in my view when you enable anything digital the digital world is moving at such a rapid clip that there is no scope for fixed transformation in this world you are always going to be working in a growth transformation model and going back to your question when you talked about talent if a person comes with a very fixed mindset wherein it is it becomes extremely hard for one to open up and change it is it it becomes very very hard one needs to adopt a growth mindset to be able to keep learning keep adapting and this is very very imperative very very important in the digital age so as one as more and more organizations move towards digital transformation where digital 
uh, where everything associated with technology become pa- becomes part of the way we operate one has to keep adapting and evolving else one will be left behind the race and this all boils down to a mindset so the talent which will always stand out in the digital economy will be the ones who keep evolving and keep adapting to the technological changes so while we keep uh, talking about uh, you know the business evolving especially with e-commerce flying in the current time and expected to fly in coming uh, a few years also do you think um, it will take a very different height with uh, uh, you know artificial intelligence augmented reality uh, letting you see uh the product and other exciting developments uh, that that would be uh, happening how do you think the online world will complement the offline world in fact uh, tejas has always been the debate that um, you know courtesy the online world uh, there's been a lot of hampering of business at the offline end what's what's your view is it are they going to be two different worlds or are they going to be worlds that will complement each other rohit the, the world is moving at at a very fast clip and in my view we are moving towards an age where more and more people are going to be interacting a lot more digitally we have seen these uh, that behavior over the years uh, it gets plateaued at points in time when certain uh, uh, constraints if affect the ecosystem in terms of that movement and Uh, for example availability of internet uh, and these are all market economics the more uh, widespread data is across the economy the more people latch on to their smartphones and start consuming content start using that for their daily purpose uh, for their daily essentials more and more people are just going to go more and more digital they are going to order online so the world is definitely headed uh i would say a lot more online but to answer your question there we will see we will see a, an age where you will be able to still avail a lot of these services offline when you say offline it is the way that they are operating but augmented in a lot of ways using cloud technologies or personalization for example you will be able to enter a physical store where i would where the the merchant would know who you are what your past behavior is and what products you like and the merchant would be able to offer far better personalized services in a matter of minutes that's the world i envision so your experiences will continue to evolve uh, as a as a consumer you could sit in the comfort of your home and just using your fingertips order for anything that you want in this world be it any service or any product or even if you go out and with your family and uh, uh, visit of a physical store as we see it today the experience is only going to get a lot better where you will be offered personalized virtual services which is which doesn't exist today and that is the world where i see uh, this is where uh, the online offline these uh, these nomenclatures that we use today this will all merge because ultimately everything would be over a cloud system and everything is going to be hyper personalized as they say so with all of this happening what's the next significant disruption 
that one can expect in the coming times, especially in the e-commerce industry? The e-commerce industry, Rohit, is going to be moving towards uh, in in two ways. Uh, And also uh, considering the current COVID situation, um, we have a new normal. So uh, bringing this at this point in time, and the second, the the safe the safety part of it is something that is going to change the way how most e-commerce companies operate. Everyone is going to expect a home delivery at least for the next year or so, and in the safest manner possible. A lot of startups are going to be uh, going to be mushrooming in this space in the in in the ability to provide safer solutions for customers. Most e-commerce companies will adapt and evolve to be able to give a huge safety cover for uh, for their deliveries and secondly uh, speed is always continue will always continue to be the key for most consumers uh, a typical delivery which wherein a customer would have had to wait for say a week or so uh, is now looked at in a matter of minutes you have the food aggregators you have the big baskets of the world who have now moved to the two to three hour delivery window, uh, or and the in, we even have a product called BB Instant where you have a vending machine and you can just pick up uh, items at the drop of a hat, uh, uh, and all this using your mobile phone. So uh, my my perspective and view here is the world. Uh, most of the e-commerce industries are going to be move, moving towards a lot of safer solutions for the consumers and a lot of quicker solutions for the customers. So Tejas, one um, last question in the technology bit um, is that I've seen most of the techies working towards productization of their services. Uh, what's your view on 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 this? So Rohit, uh, uh, today services are looked upon as a commodity. You could go out to any solution provider who could who could solution it out, have a fixed. A uh, uh, project at- attached to it, you know, turnkey project, and then you know, uh, you deliver the service, right? Uh, the world is definitely moving towards building, getting into a platforms approach, where a lot of these services ultimately formulate into a key platform buildup, which can ultimately be flexibly used with a bit of customization across different vendors. That is where the world is headed towards, and some of the key. Uh, this is where uh, you know some of the key leaders leaders in the world of uh, technology, like the Googles, the Microsoft, the Amazons, they have built a platform. Um, and when you have when you build a platform, you achieve market leadership because then you are able to quickly customize, build SaaS products, build products to be able to provide for any level of service. Uh, that will continue to ensure that these players continue to have leadership. And this is where the industry is also headed. That's 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 a great point of view. In fact, uh, you know, taking a cue from here, while I see Tejas that both the world of design and technology are completely different. However, they have to come together if you want to create a successful product. Uh, at Avantika University, we coined a term called as designering, which which talks about the combination of design and engineering come together. Uh, how do you think these two thoughts can converge on one page? Rohit, uh, I think what you guys uh, are doing is essentially the way uh, a lot of 
thinking should go into the into into how products need to evolve uh, and this is looking at the future ultimately a design in silo will only take us to say a particular point in time when you look at an end to end product and when you merge pieces of technology when you merge uh, a business problem and when you merge design that is what is needed for us to add value to the entire ecosystem take any any problem for that matter any problem solution for that matter it involves three key areas it needs design and when i say design it it, it looks at you know human behaviors and understanding how these interfaces are made and the whole solutioning aspect it needs a technology intervention on how ultimately your algorithms op- operate underneath to be able to deliver that whole experience effectively ultimately these two are converging to solve a business problem and when you take all these three together you get something which is fantastic that is the that is the value add that the entire ecosystem needs that is the value add that finally gets us to build fantastic products for the future that and that is something which i spoke about at some point on the growth side of it we one needs to keep evolving these these three to keep improving and keep pioneering keep uh, adding to the innovation and build fantastic products for it and from there in your experience what do you uh, think millennials or gen z fall short on what do you think uh, that they need to do if they need to stay on top of the curve my my uh, my learning suggests that uh, as long as you are very curious you are very inquisitive uh, life does not stop at just uh, looking uh, and uh, what i would say rote learning and just what you have uh, what you have with, as part of your curriculum i think it's very very important to keep asking 100 questions to be curious to keep uh, breaching barriers on understanding the real why keep learning new things as you go on in your daily life question everything question why is this built the way this is but how can i improve it uh, take every facet of how the world is built and question and that is the right way you know that that is how you will add value that is how you build up your skill sets ultimately to be a great uh, value add and create real purpose and impact to your whole career that's that's what will help us get fantastic talent which india currently needs today absolutely i think that's really well uh, put up by you so uh, tejas we are towards the end of our show and uh, before we end our show we always do this a quickie takeaway segment called as gyan vyan so what we are going to do is we are going to toss few questions to you and we would want you to share your top of the mind um, you know answers to to the same so are you ready to do this tejas all up for it rohit shoot great So if you could represent the abstract term passion as a product what would that look like big basket <laughs> okay and what is uh what is one technology or design event around the world that you think is a must attend for any and everyone uh, uh i uh, comic con okay any particular reason <laughs> uh that's that's where the uh, the the uh, the greatest artists of the world come through and bring out this fantastic 
future that comes out uh, all creativity in my view comes out uh, from the comics uh, so that's that's my thought so right okay great and uh, by any chance uh, i'm sure you are super busy working from home but by any chance did you get uh, time to watch ramayana on television right now uh, i did watch a few episodes uh, uh, and yes it's uh, it brings me back to my childhood uh, excellent yeah. so my question there is that if you were part of ramayana in your firm who would you be would you be ram hanuman dashrath or someone else and why i would be hanuman uh, because ultimately i would love to do all the things that hanuman does uh, you know make a big impact because that's what add add the value to the whole thing i mean ramayana is there because of uh, hanuman in a lot of ways uh, and uh, yeah <laughs> interesting and um, could you share with us a uh, name of one individual who inspires you and why i would say uh, sam altman uh, is one of the per- people who i really follow i think his clarity of vision his clarity of thought his vision is uh, something that i really associate with uh, a big fan of uh, his thoughts uh, so if i'm an aspiring designer which is the one book that you would recommend that is a must read for me i uh, i would read the book the nudge uh, and because that has a great sense of how people perceive a product and how it's uh, uh, what how, how users uh, interface with the product and how to build great products how to design great products okay um, slow success or fast failure what would you prefer and why fast failure undoubtedly uh, it's a, it's always a constant learning and it's better to fail fast and quickly adapt and quickly learn and build a better fantastic product on top of your failure that's interesting that's quite uh, a unique perspectives thank you so much uh, tejas for doing this thank you for coming on the show i'm sure that um, we'll have a lot of young minds inspired by uh, the points that you mentioned there's a lot to learn from your journey and thank you so much for doing this for us thank you rohit this has been a great pleasure um, and uh, a fantastic conversation thank you so much hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hub Hopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.